Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Talking About the Big Stuff podcast with Michael Cole and Matthew Cravat. I am Michael Cole. And I am Matthew Cravat. The big stuff we want to talk about today is on-the-ground organizing of uh, activist and social group, specifically, in my case, um, a secular atheist um, group. Nice. Yeah, so it's something that I've been working on for years, and if you listen to our back catalog, you know, my first appearance on the show as a guest was to talk about my atheism, and I mentioned the group a couple of times, and um, Mike and I were talking, and thought, hey, maybe it's worth talking about the group in specific, rather than atheism in philosophical terms. Yeah, and also, um, it's been a topic, you know, not just your group, obviously, but Atheist groups have been a topic. You went on um, Embrace the Void to talk about that um, on on Scathing Atheist. Uh, the 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 diatribe two weeks in a row was about the the need to organize um, and and have groups and have basically an alternative to church. Um, and you know that's yeah. And I think it, and I think all that's related. Yeah, like that Scathing Atheist talked about that and then Aaron Rabinowitz the host of the Embrace the Void philosophy podcast listened to that and was like yeah that's a topic I should talk about and he has spoken for my group a couple of times so he reached out and said hey do you want to be the person I speak to but he's mean you know he's a philosopher so I'm like talking about just conversational stuff and then he starts digging into my brain and uh challenging me on stuff it's scary so that uh podcast is is live now by the time you're hearing this everyone so Go out and find Embrace the Void podcast. You can hear this conversation with a mean person instead of sweet, lovable Mike. The very little bit that I know Aaron, um, I think that he is a significantly nicer person than I am. However, his podcast persona may be less uh, affable than mine. Yeah, not that he's uh, unaffable. It's that he asks questions that are tough, penetrating questions. Like, I didn't want to say, talk about this. Why would I talk about this? Yeah. No, I can be tough and penetrating. Uh, I ain't your wife. I know. But you're the one she makes the exception for. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. um, Yeah, so so did you start the Triangle Free Thought or did you take over? I <laughs> I would say I did neither. I was tricked onto the board uh, a couple of years into my membership. And so I am a, a, an equal member of the board with uh, five other people. First heard about Triangle Free Thought Society, the, my local uh, non-believer group, when they had a lawyer in for American Atheist named David Noyce, and they kind of advertised that in local papers. And a colleague of mine, my day job, saw it and said, dude, we should go to this. And we kind of felt like rather than show up as guests and mooch off there, bringing in a speaker, we go ahead and pay the whatever it was, 25 bucks or whatever for an annual membership for a single person at the time. We just went ahead and both joined the group. My cat, it's her birthday and she's attacking my computer. Get away with it because it's her birthday. She's one today. Nice. uh, But so, yeah, signed up for uh, for their group, went to one meeting, enjoyed it, didn't go back for six months. And when I did, the person hosting the event I went to remembered my application to um, to join because I put my comedy group's website. And she was like, ooh, 
they can do live shows for us for free if this person's in the group. So she had been waiting for me to show up for six months. And uh, I don't know, I was around for years. And then one day, uh, self-same person called me and said, would you like to be on the board? And I'm like, I don't really have the time. I'm, I got a comedy group. I got family. I don't have time for that. And she said, we really could use the help. And I said, tell you what, <clears throat> when you run through the entire list to the bottom of the barrel that nobody wants to do it, then I'll consider it. But like, I don't, you know, but you know, last resort, I'll say yes. Five minutes later, I was copied on an email to the board. Matthew's on the board now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those sneaky things. You know, and then people come back later. You guys aren't doing enough of this. I'm like, listen, all of us were tricked on here. We don't have an obligation to live up to your standards once you tricked us to be here. If you don't yeah. like the way we're doing it, come on back and take over the board. Come back from where you retired and moved to. So... Um, I, I think that something that we should talk about is, uh, the, what the group does for its members, meaning, you know, sure. you know, what, it, what it fills, you know, I, I personally know, cause I've been, I've been to a couple of the speakers and I think, did I go to two speakers? I went to Aaron and I went to your brother and sister-in-law. I think that's it. Yeah, that would be two. Okay. Or three, depending how you count them. Well, two events, three speakers. Um, but so I know about the, the speakers part of it, but I, I'm sure you do other stuff and I, and you've talked yeah. on here a little bit about going to pride and other things, but so we, yeah. we, 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 um, borrow the idea of Islam of having pillars. Um, we will take that idea as wherever we can find it. And we have four pillars. We call them ACEs, A-C-E-S, A for activism, C for community, E for education, S for service. So, um, to discuss them quickly service i'll start with even though it's last on the list because it's the easiest to explain because you all get it we uh, organize group events to go do service you know we've done uh habitat for humanity we regularly go out and do a volunteer of like say 20 people or something at one of the food banks locally you know sorting through potatoes or apples or dry goods or whatever to make care good care care packages you know so they have thousands of tons of potatoes and we sort them into 10 pound bags you know along with dozens of other volunteers or we go to a soup kitchen and feed people soup kitchen. We go to diaper banks and put together collections of diapers for um, people that need. So um, service to the community, typical stuff like that. One day we would like to grow up and own a uh, adopt a highway segment. But every time we check, they're not currently accepting new requests because all the pieces that are adoptable have been adopted. But someday someone will, let go of a nice piece of land and we can adopt a highway and risk getting hit by a car to clean up trash. Uh, so that's service. Um, activism. We activism breaks into a couple of things. So the first is the easy stuff like tabling at events being seen. So you mentioned pride. We tend to go to Durham pride every year. Last this year, we've also added uh, apex pride to it. Talk to the people at carry pride, which is just start just group just started up. They haven't, done a full pride event yet but we are even talking about being there we've been to a number of uh memorials and uh protest kind of things for gun victims of gun violence and our main reason to go to those things is one to let people who may be overlapped in their community and ours uh know that we exist because a lot of times people are like i didn't even know a group like that existed and i'm like oh i should teach you how to use google um but people don't even know to look they don't even it doesn't occur to them you don't know what you there. don't know sometimes right so. yeah so letting know we're there, but also to be there for, for the community aspect 
of that activism, especially with tabling, to say that, you know, if you're hurting right now, if you're in a place where other people might go to their church or community and you don't have that, well, there's us. We're a place of community and you can come to us. And, you know, some of my best friends are people I met through the organization. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of being in a fraternity in school. It's like you're not paying for friends, but you're coming together with like-minded people and then you'll find your clique and be friends with them offline. You know, it's, yeah. it's a nice way to uh, meet people with you at least know some uh, automatic overlaps. Right. And and uh, we are working right now on getting a little more active now that life has returned to more normalcy after the pandemic. What we were just starting to do, we just had a speaker in right before the pandemic who was a, a lobbyist to talk to us about how to be a lobbyist and how to get more involved. So we are prepping a set of postcards to send out to our local representatives and senators saying, hey, we're secular and we vote. These are the issues that we care about, which mostly revolves around things like separation of church and state, around social justice issues where a lot of things that are based in religious belief end up becoming bigotry justified by religion, which I'm not saying is an essential part of religion, but it is a way, a weaponized version of religion that some people, especially in politics, choose to use. And we would like to see that wall between church and state built a little stronger to stop that. And so we want to let our uh, elected officials know we're out here. We are working on a questionnaire to send to um, candidates to that we can publish online or somewhere saying, here are their thoughts around these bills and issues that we're interested in and uh, about secular issues in general, science-based issues, vaccines, that kind of stuff. Uh, and like, we are a 5013C charity, so we are not telling anybody who to vote for, what party to vote for, whatever. We just want to get information and put it, share it out there as an educational tool, and you can make your own decisions based on what, what's out there. We'll probably do an advocacy day when we all meet down by the General Assembly and hand out, you know, here's who lives in this district. Okay, the five of us are going to see Maria because she's our representative. You guys are going to go see Gail because she's your senator and, and um, go introduce ourselves and let them know we're here. We, we care. Nice. Uh, yeah. So, and then um, community is the fun one. Uh, so we now when it's warm. So like between March or April and uh, September, October, we have picnics once a month, um, usually at one of the bigger county parks. So we, we rotate between them so that we can be different locations. We have monthly what we call happy heathen hours. One in one in let's see the. Raleigh slash carry one is the second Friday of the month, and it's over at Raleigh Point Sports Grill across the street from Sass on Harrison Avenue in Cary. The Durham-based one is at a place called Namu on 15501, Durham heading towards Chapel Hill, and that's the second uh, Monday of every month. Both those are at 6 o'clock. And then we have a virtual one that we do the fourth Monday of the month. That's just on Google. Go to tinyurl.com virtual HHH, happy Ethan hour, and uh, get to Google Meet for that. And then we do a weekly breakfast at Panera in Raleigh off Lake Boone at 10 o'clock on Saturdays just to get together. And it's a little more, uh, you know, no alcohol, because not a happy hour. It's at Panera. So it's coffee, tea, and some breakfast stuff, and usually gets philosophy conversations and just just a more deeper conversation sometimes is pretty cool it's a place for a quiet reflection rather than drinking and having a good time and then we just started doing a monthly version of those at a panera in um 
Durham. I think that's the third Saturday of the month at the Patterson Place um, Panera. But all that's at trianglefreethought.org, our website. Find all that stuff out. I'll link um, everything in the show notes. Yeah, and then for education is what you brought up, that we have speakers. We, we tend to bring speakers in. Uh, prior to the pandemic, it was pretty much almost monthly that we would have speakers in. Sometimes we took the summer off because people didn't want to come to sweaty North Carolina in the summer. And uh, during the pandemic, we started doing them virtually. And so we've had speakers on, we've had, you know, Embrace the Voids uh, host, ethics professor Aaron Rabinowitz. We've had him twice. And our, his third visit will be the end of October of this year. He's coming down. I think the last weekend of October, we have a picnic plan. So he's coming to coincide with that because he heard there was free food. And um, so he's going to come down and talk to us about a topic that I'm not sure exactly which topic at this point. And he has spoken to us in the past about the uh, stereotypical question of if you're atheist, you can't have morals. So he's talked to us about overcoming that stereotype. First time he came, he talked about his belief in absolute moral realism and that there are absolute morals that exist in the universe. And here's how he sees that and views that as an atheist and, you know, not relying on, on Alanis Morissette uh, or God um, as his uh, viewpoint for that. We've had, I like to think of George Burns, but okay. Yeah. Alanis uh, Morissette's a good alter. Uh, it, those are probably my two favorite movie depictions of God to be, a, yeah, to be Mar- fair. Morgan Freeman in there and you got the triple. I, Morgan Freeman is the most godly of the three, <laughs> but I like the other two depictions better. Yeah, and that, I, I, and the reason Alanis came to mind was because that was on his slide when he got to a slide about you know where do you get your morals without God? He got a picture of Alanis Morissette. Nice. Um, and I'm listening to a podcast, or I just finished listening to a podcast about dogma uh, earlier today. And um, yeah, we've had doctors uh, you know, come and talk to us about myths around vaccines, and you know and a doctor came and talked to us about the actual vaccine discovery and development process. He works for a company that makes vaccines, so he can talk to us about that. We've had uh, psychologists talk to us about mindfulness. We've had atheists, you know, lawyers and activists talking to us about what, what goes on, you know, in the Supreme Court arguments and around the country and rights. Uh, like I mentioned, my brother and his wife came once because she had a heart transplant at 32, and she had a she, they have a book about their experience, and they talked about facing the possibility of death and my brother facing the possibility of being a widower, um, you know, without religion or a religious community to back you up. And uh, we've had author a book about how to deal with death um, in an atheist world. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Lots, lots of different topics to educate people on. Um, some of them are directly atheist related and some only tangentially, but uh, it's worth like the science people. We could yeah. be also a big on skepticism. So, I want to go back to community for a second. Um, with community, it was a good show. Yeah, yeah it was a good show. Um, the dean is my maybe my favorite. Also, Chang. Um, with the with the group, um, do you find because you know it's it's fr- the Free Thought Society. It's not the Triangle Atheist Community. Is there? I mean, I know that we're not big on labels, but are there believers of, even if it's spiritual or anything, you know, do you tend to have anybody show up? Um, If, so there are people in the organization who also believe, belong to the Unitarian Universalist Church, which does not require you to be religious to be part of it, but clearly they 
want more of a church-like atmosphere in their life, but they also want to be in our environment. Yep. Um, we don't have a purity test or anything. So like if someone has, I'm spiritual, but not religious, I'm not aware of it directly, but also I'm an old white guy and the people who tend to gravitate towards being my social peers are probably not the same people who would say that most often. I would assume that's more of the younger crowd saying that. Yeah. Um, but that's just an assumption. I don't know. So yeah. So I start all of our program meetings with a long list of synonyms or near synonyms for non-believer. You know, say we're trying a free thought society. If you are an atheist, agnostic, secularist, uh, secular Jew, ex-Muslim, ex-Hindu, uh, I can't, a skeptic, you know, I go through all the kind of words I can think of. Uh, you, you, this is your, this is your place. You have a home here. Yeah. Um, there was one time I was tabling at an event. I think it was after the a couple of people were shot uh, on a running trail in Raleigh. We were at a memorial event for them. And someone came to our table. It was put on by March for Our Lives of Young People Who Are um, Anti-Gun Violence. And someone came to our table and asked us, well, do you let religious people in your group? And my uh, tabling partner and I kind of looked at each other and said, like, we don't turn anyone away. But, you know, you've got a thousand other options. You know, every yeah. block in North Carolina has a church. There's a couple of temples, a couple of mosques, a couple of synagogues, you know. You've got other places to go. We're not, we wouldn't turn you away, but why would you want to come to the atheist group? Because the one thing we would not allow would be proselytizing. You know, so if someone came to our group to try to turn us, they, I mean, yeah. they would probably be humiliated because we've got some really, really smart people who are really, really good with their mouth organs. We would use words on them that would confuse them. But, um, but that's, I mean, not our goal. We're not evangelizing. We're not, like, we don't go to events to say, right. hey, be atheist like us. We go to events to say, hey, if you are atheist, there's people to talk to. And it's amazing how many people usually wives will like walk by with their husbands and then circle back by themselves later to grab something or say, Oh my God, I wish I could talk to you more about this, but my husband would kill me. You know, I don't think they really mean it in a threat way, but like yeah, people yeah. Who, who are, and occasionally it's with husbands, you know, people who their spouses don't know that they don't believe anymore or maybe never did. And they kind of come over to whisper, we're with you. I had had political people come over and say, like out of the side of their mouth at pride events, say, you know, I'm, I'm okay with being here at Pride, but I'd love to come and hang out with you guys for a little bit, but probably not here, but I'm with you in my heart. And then kind of walk away and be like, oh, they'll show up at a picnic one day, perhaps, <laughs> you know, but they don't want to yeah. have it be the, an issue right now. Yeah. Um, two things I want to touch on is the first, reason I asked was because, you know, the first time I went to one of those things, I don't think I had, I think I thought I was still religious to some degree. Uh, so, and, and being around you, it definitely eased the transition. I don't feel like at any point did, did I get converted or proselytized to, but, or deconverted, like specifically, I just think that being around it. And, and so I don't expect somebody who's very religious to, to ever go with, with good intentions. But like, if somebody was just like, these seem like cool people and I'm like on the fence, I wonder if those people. Yeah, we certainly. Like to to you know serve to normalize those of us who can be out as we say you know not everyone can be some people could lose their family or their jobs if they knew they weren't religious but those of us who are able to say yeah I'm secular and you know love it um, serve to normalize it like as my dear friend um, Sarah says you know she didn't know atheists were good people till she met my wife and I you know just because she doesn't interact with people who are 
out as atheists. So I'm yeah. sure she knows others like her husband now, but just didn't know. Right. And let me just say for the record, um, Mike came to the two events he came to to help me with some tech stuff and make videos of yeah. the speakers. It wasn't my attempt to convert him. <laughs> no, no. And and I was well down the road. It just was a matter. Yeah, you, I was, you were down the road when I met you. you were yeah. Yeah. I just was like hanging on to, I think I've said it before, I was hanging on to the idea of heaven more than the idea of God. Um, I'm, I'm the opposite of a lot of deconversion uh, people where I... I was, um, you know, a lot of people say that they, they have a hard time. Heaven is weird and I didn't have a, and so getting rid of that wasn't a problem. It was getting rid of my relationship with God. And I feel very much the opposite where it's like, God is this monster and, and heaven was the, the thing that made it all worth it. The, the idea that I'd get to meet my grandmother who had died before I was born. I think that's a big one for a lot of people seeing their yeah. loved ones, that part, even if they don't like the concept of heaven, because a lot of it makes no sense what if you've been married and widowed three times which wife are you with when you get to heaven i mean there's a lot of weird questions there foursomes every night yeah uh, what if you're uh the I person mean, who beat you to death converted uh, at the last minute and yeah. repented and went to heaven and you're with them yay yeah you are not supposed to be up here and i'd be like you're not supposed to be up here <laughs> say it's funny is in the embrace the void interview uh i did with uh recently Nazis came up in conversation, and Aaron was like, "Always oh, Nazis with you. You're always bringing up Nazis." And I was like, "I learned it from watching you because he has written a number of articles about anti-Semitism in um, in like conspiracy theories. Like it all goes back to the Jews. If you dig any conspiracy oh, yeah. theory deep enough, and I'm like, how can you accuse me of bringing up Nazis? You you wrote the book on it, literally. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask you, or maybe it was a question, more of a statement. So you had said a lot that you see a lot of wives come like double back mm-hmm. at an event. Occasional um, husbands, but I think it's wives more often. Yeah. And that, so this is, I think, a cultural difference between the North and the South. Um, when, and maybe it's Catholicism and Protestantism or whatever. Um, I think of women as significantly more deep in their faith than men. And I think that's because, like, my grandmothers both were um, my my mom, I should say, my grandmother and my step-grandmother were both um, really strong in their religion. My mom is. um, And, like, so I've always seen the the woman more religious, and so I've just always associated it as, for whatever reason, which, you know, there's... I don't think you're wrong. Atheism is, like, an old white guy thing a lot but i think it's changing and i think there might be a little bit of um a survivor fallacy in my anecdote that it's more likely if you have someone in a relationship who has to be a secret about what their belief is it's probably more likely to be the wife who can't be out to their spouse true and so the people who sneak over to me would be more likely to be wives it doesn't mean the majority of atheists or the majority of you know couples are like that that's the majority of people who have to sneak over instead of walking over hand in hand and saying oh this is great yeah no that's a fair that's a fair point um the other thing i wanted to say was when you're at those when you're at the heathen happy hours or the panera things do you if if you've got a decent sized group going do, do you ever get people that just happen to be at panera or at the bar coming over and interacting does you know does your community events kind of 
we never, never in a confrontational way. We've never had like an, an issue. Yeah. Just set that one aside. Yeah. We've had people like wander over and like not know what group it is, and we'll say, "Well, we're Triangle Free Thought." Like, you know, because because I should say all of our events, um, or ninety-seven point three two five percent of our events, are open to any non-believer in the triangle. I mean, again, we don't turn anyone away, but it's intended for non-believers. Yeah, it's not just for paid members of the organization. Like the money is how we afford to do events that cost money, but we're here to foster community. We would never turn someone away from um, 97.325% of our events because they didn't pay. Um, so we have like once or twice a year, an event that is members only like um, a catered meal or a meal at a restaurant for the spring equinox or something like that, or you know, a Festivus event or something like that. We might do one or once or twice a year, but for the most part, all the picnics, all the happy heathen hours, everything is open to the public. It's all posted on meetup. It's posted on our public Facebook page, so you don't have to be a member to come to any of our events, and we don't push the events. Well, we'll happily tell you about the group, but we're not there to, you know, like we're not there to proselytize. We're also not there to get people to sign up, you know, not right. a big marketing push. We just want to be there for people. So, yeah, so people have come over, and we told them what which meetup we are, and they've been surprised, and occasionally it leads to a little bit of conversation. Um, like I say, none of them have been what you might imagine, you know, like, oh, someone religious is going to challenge us or we're going to tell them they're stupid or like it's more like, oh, so why do you, why are you a group? Well, what do you need to get together for? If all you have in common is that you're non-believers, you know, why are you together? Like, that's a decent question. But if you look around the room, cliques have formed at little tables. They met here and now they form friendships. So they don't, you know, yeah. like any other organization. Um, my favorite story like that is actually the reverse. And I have to tell it because it makes me laugh and I'm the important one. Yeah. Um we once we we uh the what the place when we did the Raleigh one at the we try to do it outside now be COVID intelligent, but we used to always be inside in the side room at the Raleigh Point Sports Grill, and one day we were there like six to eight more or less, and one day at like ten to eight this woman comes in, drink in her hand like almost finished, laughing to the point where she almost couldn't get her story out. And it turns out she showed up at like a quarter after six, never been to one of our events before, didn't know any of us, saw some people at, at the bar and said, hey, are you the heathens? And they said, yes. And she spent an hour and a half drinking with a bunch of people, some couples, I mean, like, you know, just hanging out at the bar until at some point she said, so do you guys raise your children like completely atheist or what? And they were like, what are you talking about? And she's like, you have two kids. And they're like, why would we do that? And, like, and she's like, aren't you the happy heathen hour? Like, no, we just thought it was funny to say yes, that we're heathens. What? And then she realized she was with the wrong group and came wandering over to us and like seriously laughing so hard. She felt so ridiculous that she couldn't get the story out. That's amazing. It was fun. Yeah. It'd be worse if it happened the other way. You know, some priest comes in with us. and <laughs> Yeah. No, when, when, you, when I asked, I, I wasn't thinking that people would be um, – I actually have found that for the most part that I'm not getting that much conflict when I talk, talk about it. Um, get I get a lot of curiosity. Yeah. 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 And I get like people not understanding, but I have, I, I have not had much conflict. I, when I was on vacation with my aunts and uncles and everybody, my big, you know, big extended family a few weeks ago or a month ago now, my, Aunt was asking about, you know, if we're going to get Logan uh, baptized and if if um, Sarah, if we were going to church at all. And I kind of like had to broach the subject of like, 
uh, which was really uncomfortable. And I was like, really like sweating. My mom's like three feet behind me. I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm an atheist. And so my aunt and uncle and I, and, and Sarah was in the conversation. We had this long conversation and it was, it was uncomfortable from start to finish, but they were at no point inappropriate or unkind, but it was just so uncomfortable. And they are very much matter of fact people. They're not like, they, they would talk to you about anything in any setting, basically. It's not a matter of like, they weren't trying to expose me or have anything else. They were just, it was just a curiosity thing. But I've got like, my dad is right behind me and I don't have, my dad is fully, you know, aware of, of how I feel. My mom, I don't know because she runs out of the room when I start to say eighth. <laughs> uh, um, and then, but then I had like a cousin here and, you know, and like, and it was just so uncomfortable, but it wasn't, I, I, you know, and we, you know, obviously we went back and forth a bit, but at no point were they, um, combative or, you know, there was a lot of, questions there was a couple points where it was like hard disagrees on stuff where well you know what my uncle said something along the lines of um people who religious people whether there is a god or not religious people tend to do better uh like live longer prove that they're happier or, or test that they're happier and i said yeah but that is because of the community like yeah and that's the, yeah it's kind of a yeah. Slight misquote of a study that people belong to right. tight knit communities such as churches, and they right. forget the such as part. <laughs> well, and he yeah, and he and he admitted that, and then he goes, but it doesn't change. And I was like, well, they have communities outside of that, and, they, it, and it was a very good conversation. But, yeah, but at the same time, like even if you still identified as Catholic, but you stopped going to church and you weren't part of the Catholic community here, you wouldn't yeah. get those benefits of being part of a church just because you said the words. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, so it works both ways. Like you get nothing because you don't go to church and you don't belong to my group. You're just a loner, man. Right. Just you like you're just like Pee Wee Herman, just a loner, just going out yeah. there riding the wind. So I will tell one quick uh, story that is related. It's the most combative uh, I've dealt with, and and I did not say that I was an atheist in this situation. So at at work on on every Friday, I lead a, a call with our entire department, which now is like seventy people, but not everybody gets on, and it's a fun call. It's it's thirty minutes to get to know each other. We have a lot of people that are remote. Um, so we don't all get to see each other. There's a whole bunch of people we haven't met in person yet. And so we had this, um, we have this call every Friday and I lead it and I try to come up with different things to keep us going. Um, so that we have something to come into and we're not just like, Hey, this is what I'm doing this weekend. Cause it's Friday mornings. So a couple weeks ago I'm doing, would you rathers? And I've, written down a bunch of would you rathers that are work appropriate ahead of time. And I had let a couple of people in the office know so that they would help come up with some would you rathers as well. And again, all work appropriate. And um, Subba, you know, Subba. We uh, all know Subba. She's been on yeah. the show. Subba comes up with a completely work appropriate one, which is, would you rather be able to speak any language and talk, you know, to, to talk to everybody, every which human, I, which I can do. So that's, that's a cool perk. Or would you rather talk to be able to talk to any animal? And I just being annoying said, well, 
humans are animals, so I would choose any animal. Then I could talk to any human or any animal. Bam! And there's a guy at in our department who is a minister, and this is his second job, or this is his first job, and he ministers. I don't know. He's brand new. He's been here like a month. And he goes, oh, and, and I and I think everybody else understood because I have, you know, that brother-sister dynamic, the annoying, like, nudgy dynamic with Saba. Everybody else understood that I was being annoying on purpose, mm-hmm. and it was funny. And But this minister comes but To on, quote the great Homer Simpson, it's funny because it's true. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So this minister com- comes on and he goes, um, humans aren't animals. And I was like, we're, well, we're, it, we're plants. Clearly. And, yeah. No. And so I'm like, Oh God. And I'm like, well, you know, just from a scientific perspective, humans are categorized, categorized as animals. And like trying so hard to just be like, let's just drop this, please. Like, let's not go. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, humans have souls. Animals don't have souls. And I'm like, oh, oh okay. It's like I, I was so because it's work, and I'm not trying yeah. to get, get <laughs> it's shit not the started. time to say, show me proof that my dog doesn't have a soul, and I do. You go ahead, yeah. I'll wait. You show me proof one of us does and one doesn't. <laughs> yeah. So, so I get, I get, uh, I get a couple minutes down the road. We're not talking about it anymore. And he kind of, Would he, you rather burn in hell for eternity? No. But he he does. He, so he's. Go, I have another. Would you rather that we might be able to do? And I'm like, okay. And he goes, uh, would you rather be a man or a woman? And I'm like, all right. Uh, and I'm just like so uncomfortable. I don't know how to react. Several people are like, this isn't appropriate. And I'm like, yeah, okay. If people are uncomfortable, we're not going to talk about this. Okay. And like, and we, we move on. And, and that was the last of it. Uh, but then I get, after the call ends, I get texts. Cause you know, a lot of people at work do know that I'm an atheist. They also do know that I'm pretty combative or not combative, but direct and I'll speak my mind but I've literally never met this guy in person I've spoken to him like three times so I didn't say anything and so I started getting texts of like good job you did a good job not <laughs> way to not engage <laughs> yeah because I mean I'm leading the call and I I I don't know I think it did a, a pretty good job but uh it was it was rough any other atheist group things you're interested in? so other thing about us we're uh while we're a local group and we're locally run and funded and everything, we do have ties to national groups. We're a full chapter of the Freedom from Religion Foundation. We are an affiliate chapter of the American Humanist Association and American Atheists. And as part of that, like when we go table at things like Pride or other events, they send us swag, you know, so we get buttons and stickers and brochures and flyers and stuff that we can hand out um, to people and not have to do that ourselves. They, they, you know, they, they do that as just part of benefit for being affiliated with them. Uh, we, they, like FFRF will supply one speaker a year if we want them to fly out here, like one of their lawyers or uh, lobbyists or whatever will come down on their dime, not ours, so we don't have to pay an honorarium for a speaker. They're there as a resource. Like I said, we're trying to do more political stuff, but we are 513C, so we don't want to run afoul of what we can't do. So they're legal services are there to guide us and advise us and say, yeah, here's how you can do a questionnaire, but you can't rate the people. You can just get the answers and share the answers the way you got them. So you don't cross any lines. For anybody that's not in the Raleigh area that listens to the podcast, screw you. Which of those federal uh, or those national level um, 
uh, organizations, or why don't you break down the yeah. differences between them so that maybe that our, our yeah. listeners can find, oh, I want to be part of humanist society versus, you know. Yeah, so first of all, I'd say if you're not near the triangle, you should be. Um, no, but if you... I don't want house prices going up any further. No, you stay where the fuck you are. Why? You have your house, man, you can, so you can sell it. Yeah, but I can't afford a bigger one. Uh, I want to upgrade. Yeah, but when Sarah leaves you, you don't you'll be downgrading. Um, so, but as I say, you can search like where you are and words like the list I went through before, like free thinker, atheist, agnostic, uh, secular, uh, ex-Muslim, ex-Hindu, whatever, yeah, recovering Catholic, whatever you happen to be. Um, just a bunch of terms like that, and uh, hopefully, if there's a decently SEO'd website. Uh, you can find a website or a Facebook group or a meetup group of some like-minded people near you. I'll say the fact that the one thing we're saying you have in common that that highest level is not believing in a God doesn't mean you have a group of people who you like, you know, depend, you know, yeah. we, we work real hard to try to be all things to all people in our group and have different tents. Like I say, you can find the click that suits you best, but we try not to make the board clickish because we don't want the group to be a click. We want the group right. to be, um, and that's not always the an case. opportunity to meet, it's, you know, we had a speaker who is um, a, an author and a psychologist and was a member of our group when she lived in the area. And when she first came out of religion, it was into our, from religion into our group. And then she moved to other places. She discovered some groups are not as good as us, like, like not as welcoming or, you know, or not politically what she likes or not as good to women or, or minorities or whatever. And she was like, if she hadn't met us first, she probably never would have went to a second group, you know, after she met the group she met after us. So, so keep looking, there are different groups out there, but the big groups. So, um, I'll start with freedom from religion foundation because it is the one that we are a full charter member of. And the main thing that does is they helped us with our nonprofit status. They, you know, just more of a hand to do more things for us as part of their organization. Um, and they do a lot of legal stuff too, right? They, they bring up a lot of cases. So, so their, their main focus is lobbying and um amicus briefs and um and law and and bringing lawsuits well they would say that their goal is not to bring a lawsuit but to help alleviate a legal problem without bringing up a lawsuit if they can so they say most of their cases like if you say oh the teachers in public schools preaching to my kid most often a letter to their principal or to the school board will clear that up like they're like oh crap that was FFRF people are going to sue us. So they solve the problem without it going to a lawsuit. It's not always a law. It's usually not a lawsuit, but they do loot lawsuits and some that have gone up to higher courts. Um, American atheists, a very similar uh, background. They, they focus mostly on the legal stuff, uh, <clears throat> sending letters, sending amicus briefs, uh, those two groups together. The, some of the lawyers from each of those groups have a podcast together called We Dissent. Um, so like one lawyer from American Atheist and two lawyers from Freedom from Religion Foundation, uh, and they all share legal stories on a podcast and you know, issues around the Supreme Court and stuff. Uh, and they're, they're both mostly political and legal um, in nature, but they also host they each host an annual convention. Uh, I think American Atheist is more open to the publicish, where Freedom from Religion Foundation is real for, really for members. Like we have our our members. Uh, chapter meeting there on the last day, you know, with just representatives, official representatives in the group, not everyone who's there. Um, but they have lots of speakers and they have like a, either a band or a comedian or something entertaining, um, cool stuff. And AA does the same thing, but I know AA has a lot more people come in from out of town and stuff who are 
like a, like a podcast, I'll say, we're all going. So I don't know if you have to be a member to go to that so much because it seems like it's more of a party yeah. atmosphere, plus all the talks and, and, and lectures and educational stuff. And then American Human Association is a little different than the other two and that it has its legal component um, and does that stuff. But it's a lot more education focused. And humanism, for those who don't know, is the concept of, to sum it up succinctly, to be good without God is what secular humanism is. They have a whole thing, a whole manifesto, not a great name for it, but it goes back to like the 60s or 70s when it wasn't a bad, it wasn't, didn't, not so much connotation with the term manifesto as it does as now. Um, but they, so they have a, a much more depth, but basically it's the idea that you can do good and be good and focus on helping other people and improving the world without having a fear of hell or looking to heaven or supernatural um, guidance or, you know, or motives. Uh, and they're much more about that. So we, we've had people from them come speak to us and there's, they have this great thing they came up with called the 10 commitments rather than the 10 commandments. And it's different things that it's kind of like, I consider myself a humanist. I don't, say, oh, I'm a humanist. I must follow these 10 commitments to be a humanist. Like I must follow the cataclysm or whatever. You know, it's more of a, oh, I agree with all that. I must be a humanist. It's more of identifying what I already feel like. Right. Yeah. So, sorry to interrupt. Uh, you said, you know, that secular humanism is, is good without God, but um, humanism by itself, you could potentially still believe in God and be a humanist, right? Or So, so humanism by itself generally refers to secular humanism okay that but more liberal religions will also say well i'm a christian humanist and kind of put a religious modifier on it and then pretty much the same thing saying i'm into you know that makes this kind of liberal social values is what they generally mean by that right okay. um, yeah so so but but generally if you hear someone identifies as a humanist they mean secular humanist um yeah but so because if they're a religious humanist they'll generally put the religion in front of the word right right I get, yeah, I just, uh, the reason I wanted to differentiate three major national organizations is in case we do have anybody that's listening that is like, I don't know about this, but I'll, you know, I'd go check out a meeting or I'd go, it, I'd be interested in hearing more or learning more. Um, I think that this will help like differentiate and explain, um, you know, and I think that there could potentially be religious humanists um, that, I think that's more likely than atheists listening to this podcast at this point that we're recording. Although, embrace the void might bring in some some new yeah. listeners. Well, yeah, it's not necessarily an atheist podcast. He just yeah. it's philosophy, so a lot of philosophers tend to be atheists because, as yeah. my philosophy professor said in college, if you have religion, you think you know the answers, and philosophy is about asking the questions. Nice, nice. Except he said it with a cool German accent. Yeah, I mean, he so, wasn't, wasn't German. He just liked to teach with a German accent mid philosophy more fun. So I think it's time to wrap it up if you're cool with that. Now it's time to say goodbye to all uh, our family. I just I, I get uh, sued. I'm uh I, I'm possibly in the middle of uh diverticulitis uh yeah. bout. You have diverticulitis. So I would like to go uh sit on the couch um in a few. Feel free. But, um yeah so look for Embrace the Void. Um it should come out it should be out by now because it's supposed to come out right after within a day or two of this record. So it'd be out by the time you all hear this. If, if for no other reason, because I set Aaron up for a great little practical joke in the beginning uh, where I tell him I wrote a theme song for the episode and he let me sing it. And assuming he didn't edit it out, it's freaking hysterical if I do say so myself. Um, 
And, and then we'll put links in the show notes to the major organizations nationally and to my local organization, of course, if you're in the triangle. We've got events coming up. Like I said, we got the regular meetups that happen monthly. We've got a picnic coming up in say, uh, September 17th. This might make it out in time for that. The picnic in Lake Crabtree, September 17th. So check out trianglefreethought.org and see if you get that. And then the following week, we'll be at Tri uh, Durham Pride at Duke Campus on September 23rd. And we've got some, oh, I forgot to say, the other community thing is, is we do hikes monthly, too. We, have, we meet up at different parks around the Triangle area for hikes on a Saturday or Sunday morning. Nice. This will be out uh, for the 23rd. It will not be out for the 17th. Yeah, so you guys missed out. a great picnic. Yeah. It'll go out Monday the 18th for patrons and uh, Friday the 22nd for, oh, no, 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 I'm wrong. It will go out. Monday the 11th for patrons. Yes. No, you, you did not miss a good picnic. Yeah, come to the picnic. And and if you if you if you happen to play a musical instrument that is acoustic and transportable to a park, so you know, not a full-size harp or piano, um amplified music is not allowed at the park, but we usually have a little jam. My daughter brings her guitar, maybe her mandolin, and we'll lead people in a little jam session if you want to play music while eating subs from Wegmans, I believe is what we're doing. Uh, this time. What if I just bring strawberry jam while you have your jam session? Um, I will smack you silly because my daughter's allergic to strawberries. Why would you try to poison my daughter, you fool? Okay, good to know. Um, <laughs> you could give me the raspberry if you want. I'll bring you spice. I'll bring you some ghost pepper ketchup. That, that's all good. Yeah. Um, all right. So as as far as me, I'm going to plug uh, patrons. Uh, I would like patrons. I would like uh, to let you all know or to let everybody know uh, that there's a few ways you can support us. If you're liking the show, uh, you can, or even if you don't like the show, just if you don't like the show, parents. if you just like us or, or you just if you hate don't religion like or whatever. Um, now you, if you can, uh, if you give us good rating on any of your podcasts, apps, uh, if you wanted to leave us a review, you know, you know, go to Make iTunes app, even if you don't use it, and rate us there, because that's the biggest one. Even if you don't download it there, go ahead and rate it. Yeah. And on Spotify, uh, we're on Spotify, obviously. And we're actually kind of on Spotify twice, because pa uh, Patreon just did some partnership with Spotify. So if you are a patron and a Spotify user, you can listen to the patron feeds through the Spotify app now. Uh, so just to let you all know. Um, but yeah, if you go on and you know like and subscribe, set it to download. That's really the most helpful thing. That'll help us get us get on. Like at, you know, we can get a little bit of ad, auto ads, uh, get some advertising, so that we could potentially start uh, just making you know a little bit of money to to increase enough money to pay what we're paying in fees at the bank would be nice. Yeah, fees at the bank, <laughs> fees for the pl platform. Possibly, I was thinking about. Uh, Possibly a camera, like a better camera, because mine always comes out grainy from just being the the, the computer camera. Um, anything like, but it, we're just trying to put out better content for you. So if you're on YouTube, also like, subscribe, ring the bell, do all that shit. Ding. And then if you if that's not enough for you, if you want to be an extra special listener to this podcast, or even if you don't want to listen and you just want to support us. Because you don't have to listen. No, none of this. None of this requires you to listen. Just we don't care. And just give download and hit play while you're in the shower, even if it's on silent. Um, 
but if you if you wanted to go on patreon.com slash talking about the big stuff you can support us at two different levels right now we have three dollar patrons which will get you three dollar patronage gets you monday show instead of friday so it's three days early four days early and then it also gets you uncensored uh versions which means you get to hear more of matthew being yeah motherfucker that's gonna be on that's gonna be on both versions because i don't censor censor i just censor you know if we start talking about blowjobs or whatever so that'll get cut um and then uh, the other thing that it gets, it, the, the $10 feed gets you a couple of extra special uh, clips that I cut from the regular patron feed because they were a little too spicy for $3. Um, and one of them was... Uh, Logan busting into the room during the record. Whoa! Yeah. We'll, we'll, be, we'll drop the ketchup off. Well, we'll drop the ketchup off at, at some point this week. So anyway, uh, if you want to... If you want to like, subscribe, support us, also give us all patron all patrons will get a shout out on their on the first episode recorded after they patronize us. Um, is that is that the term patronize? That doesn't feel right. Um, yeah, so you'll get a shout out. Give um, us a patronage. There are we were we're also open to suggestions on other patron benefits. I I think that. Maybe we will do if we get you know a certain number of patrons. We'll we'll say how about twenty patrons? We'll we'll make this uh, any shoot the shit episodes that we do. Those will be patron only. Ooh, um, they'll be bonus episodes. So does that sound good to you? Yeah, we can shoot, we can shoot some shoots, shoot some shoots. All right, everybody. So thank you. We just hit, came in in an hour for you censored folks. That'll be actually seven. We really didn't cut yeah, that much out. I'm talking about my organization. I wasn't profane. Yeah. All right. So thank you all. Thanks for talking about the big stuff in a community. The preceding podcast has been a Chocolate Diamond Media LLC production. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved.